her young son was killed in the Sandy Hook shootings. Yeah. And so she started a foundation in, in honor of her son. And she goes around to elementary schools teaching emotional resilience and how to choose love. And you have to choose love in order to, to allow it to work in your life, right? Yeah. So that gives those kids a, a fighting shot chance at the beginning. You know, it's like, well, am I choosing love today? You and I started doing this RTT work together. What was it like for you to go through that process? It's extremely healing, I can tell you that. What you're able to do with the RTT is guide people and guiding, guided me from what's this emotion and name it. And this is a really way to get in there with someone who's really, you know, can hold a space for that to happen. And that's so important when you're working with a healer. You just gotta feel safe and... And you do a great job. What it also allows me to do is to not judge my emotions and understand that they're they're all cries for help. I've worked with Vietnam vets, war veterans, and they say that they've been more afraid of going into this kind of work than they were on the battlefield with bullets flying over their heads. There's just something because we're not trained in, in our emotional well-being in, in our in our culture. And when that transformational process, it can be frightening, but extremely empowering. So it takes a brave soul and it takes an act of courage to go through this and to learn this and become emotionally resilient, emotionally available. The work that, that we're talking about, your work is like, if you're in the worst of the worst of your suffering, this is the place to go to because you're actually really ready to change. Welcome. I'm here with singer-songwriter Sean Galloway. Super excited. He is multi-talented. I'm going to just read from your credentials here. He is an award-winning singer-songwriter. He's a visual artist, a workshop facilitator, and an energetic healer. So he's multi-talented. This is not your first rodeo. No, not the first one. <laughs> um, he's also won the Global Peace Song Awards twice now, one for I Choose Love in 2017 and one for Give Peace a Voice in 2018. And this was at the Dalai Lama Freedom Award given at the Civil Rights Museum here in Memphis. Yep. And uh, they played I Choose Love in 2009. Yep. For that event. For the entrance of the Dalai Lama into receiving his award. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that was, that was a big moment for me. And then uh, you've also been two weeks on the number one position of the CDX chart this year. Yep, for uh, Southern uh, Gospel and Positive Country, a song called Hold the Line by, uh, and Paul Seals from Australia sang it. Fantastic. So yeah, during the, the COVID, <laughs> um, had my first hit song, if you can believe that. I'm also so impressed that Greg Braden, who's one of my huge mm -hmm. heroes, has chosen your song at many of his events to close his event out. Yeah, that was a real honor, too. Greg is fantastic. He's a, just a great human being. And if you get a chance to see any and experience any of his, his work, he's, he's awesome. Yeah. And yeah, he, for several, like three years, I think he used the I Just Love to close out his uh, his his uh, speeches all over the country. And, and actually in Europe as you, well. You can go on YouTube. It's had over a half a million views, which is really exciting. Actually, it's had well over a million views. There was two versions of the same oh. one that was up there. Okay, cool. And I just didn't know much about things, and I, I erased one of them on, by mistake. <laughs> so anyway, there's several versions of it up there now. So yeah, it's it's been all over the world. I choose love. I choose love. 
recently played for me a school teacher whose uh, child did not survive Sandy Hook. She's not a school teacher. Okay. She was never in school. She was just a mom. Her young son was killed in the Sandy Hook shootings. Yeah. And so she started a foundation. Her name is Scarlett Lewis and in honor of her son. And she goes around to elementary schools teaching emotional resilience and how to choose love. She has a big van that has choose love on it and it's all decked out. So that's how she's healing and making something good out of what's some tragedy for her. But she uses my I Choose Love song. She teaches it to the kids and gives them an anchor for choosing emotional resilience. Yeah, you just played for me this video of her playing yes. it to the kids, which you're going to be putting on your website. And uh, it, you can't watch it without yeah, having like, tears come to your eyes. Like, uh, I mean, it was like, again, you know, it was like, it's you just never know with with how I never know anyway how I'm going to impact people with these songs that I write and that was a big one I like to call burning one into the consciousness you know a message of real love and you have to choose love in order to, to allow it to work in your life right yeah, yeah so that gives those kids a, a fighting shot chance at the beginning you know it's like well am I choosing love today yeah you know you and I started doing this RTT work together at the end of last year. Yes. And uh, speaking of choice, it is a lot about seeing what choices we're making because a lot of them are subconscious. I know when I first discovered this work, it was with somebody who had gone through a lot of trauma. And uh, when she told me about the work and how successful it was for her. I, I knew it was something I had to learn like right away. I'm doing these podcasts because I really like to demystify the experience for people. So what was it like for you to go through that process? It's extremely healing. I can tell you that. And the thing that I love the most about it, I got into feeling. And, you know, and for me, my experience in being a healer, you got to feel the heal. That's what it is. You got to feel the heal. So what you're able to do with the RTT is guide people and guiding, guided me from what's this emotion and name it. And then what's the next emotion and name it. And what comes with that is awareness. And so it's just a deep dive into the subconscious about trapped emotion, emotions that's keeping us from really, uh, keeping me anyway, from really evolving, really. And a lot of trauma in my life. So we get to the root of a lot of trauma. And it wasn't the first time I had been to that place, but this is a really way to get in there with someone who's really, you know, can hold a space for that to happen. And that's so important when you're working with a healer. You just got to feel safe and and you do a great job with it. Thank you. Yeah. I also want to mention, um, Sean's also done some amazing healing work. He has this thing called follow the feelings, which is not dissimilar from what I'm doing with the RTT. And as my teacher or one of them, the major ones, uh, Marissa Pierce says, your feelings are the most real thing you have. And uh, she also quotes a fellow who uh, was famous in England that said, the tears that don't find expression will cause other organs to weep. I love that. Everything that we bury will come out in some way. And one thing that I also gives me such great joy with this work is that when someone like myself or you are able to connect with the blockage that's causing so much pain, once that is given voice and made friends with for want of better language, it's kind of interesting how quickly that can turn into your ally. And in your case, because you are such an amazing artist, you got some amazing artistic cues. What was that like? 
I've used the arts for years in, in doing transformational healing work. You know, I never learned techniques. So my threshold, as, as I will say it, into that inner world is through art. When you bring me into feeling, it's like that automatically brings up the artist in me. In other words, it's like I can take like an emotion of, say, um, you know, complete fear and which we touched a few times where you always know, that's that, that's almost always behind. Yeah, yeah. That's at the bottom of it all, you know, <laughs> and being able to take that emotion and transmute it in a way so that I can use it creatively for an artist. You know, it's fuel for the fire. Mm -hmm. What it also allows me to do is to not judge my emotions and understand that they're, they're all cries for help. And if I take care of them, they're going to give back to me. Mm. And as an artist, that's what it's all about. Mm. You know what I mean? So, and yeah. uh, so you had a vision for your next beautiful painting. What was that like to, to see that in the session and then be able to go and just execute it? Well, it's interesting. When I see it, it's it's like it's it's like a like an old negative of a picture. You know what I mean? It's like it's a, it's an imprint, but it's it's almost like it, it happens in the moment as I'm creating it. So, but when I get the imprint, the negative is what's happened. You know, then I can start to move towards that way. I'm working on this piece right now. I call it the Universal Heart. And it was something that came from like, we've done three of these sessions together. And I think that this, the three of them combined is all going into this piece of this piece of work. And it's a fiery looking heart with beautiful colors. And in the middle of it is this symbol that came to me and it's geometric. And I think it's may have be some sort of light language. Some of you folks know what that's all about. I don't know. I just did it and I saw it and I'm just about done with it. I'll put the finishing touch on it a little later on this afternoon. Yeah, it's very powerful. It's a mandala for me. It'll be a piece that will always remind me of the universal heart. It's like the foundation of all the work that I've done for years. It's like the heart has always been in everything that I've done. There's always references to heart. And uh, if there's anything that music and art does, it activates the heart. And that's why I'm here. And I think this piece that I'm working on is going to absolutely act. People are going to feel this and they're going to say something just happened to me because that's where it came from. One thing I adore about this work is that once somebody connects with the pain and dialogues with it and opens it up, it always opens up the heart center. That's when people start gushing just happiness and connection and, and love. And that's so inspiring and uh, joyful to participate in. Yes, but that's second. What's first? What's first is the courage to even go to those places of the trauma. I am so glad you said that because, because I mean, I've worked with Vietnam vets, war veterans, and they say that they've been more afraid of going into this kind of work than they were on the battlefield with bullets flying over their heads. There's just something because we're not trained in, in our emotional well-being in, in our in our culture. And the fear, which is you know what I call the egoic fear, is is so incredibly frightened of its own death. And when you feel the depth of those emotions, they don't die, they transform. And when that transformational process, it can be frightening. 
but extremely empowering. So it takes a brave soul and it takes an act of courage to go through this and to learn this and become emotionally resilient, emotionally available. And it just makes you, made me anyway, more available to life, both the highs and the lows. I think it's always important to say, this is an act of bravery, yeah, courageous act. And yes, you're on the hero's journey. And yes, you're going to feel things you've never felt before. I had, I felt things I've never felt before. And I came to learn how to love that and embrace that because it's just rich, full of wisdom once it's straightened out. Yeah. Very well said. Thank you. I really appreciate yeah. that. No worries. The phrase, what you resist persists, I think, is another sure. um, hallmark of this work because you don't get to escape addressing the pain yeah, like, like, what was it that one book? It's it's like you know you know uh, pain is part of life, but suffering is optional. Yeah, it's a journey. And what I also find so wonderfully joyful, surprising, and relieving is that when the pain is touched, it flips around. Once you reach out, make friends with it, uh, hear what it has to say, and and love it. Um, it is amazing how quickly that pain becomes your ally. That's the birth of wisdom from my experience. It's, it's like, yeah, I've got the gift now from that experience that, that brought me into such pain, but on the other side of it gave me a greater perspective of life and, and what I'm here to do. I also call it the cosmic two by four. It's like, <laughs> you know, you get up, hit upside the, the cosmic two by four. And if you don't listen, you get one with nails the next time. I tell people the first time yeah. it's like God knocking at the door. And if you ignore it, the door might get blown down. You ignore that, the house yeah. might get blown down. The work that, that we're talking about, your work is, is like, if you're in the worst of the worst of your suffering, this is the place to go to because you're actually really ready to change. Mm. I really appreciate your saying that because yeah. I always screen people at the beginning. I really want to work with people that have an eight, nine or a 10 need to change and a commitment to change because the reptilian brain likes to go back to what's familiar. It's almost like Stockholm syndrome where even though it's awful, it's like familiar. So it's better than the unknown out there. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the psychologist's name. He would basically not take anybody on until... Campbell. No. Not just Joseph Campbell. Campbell. Oh man, I can't believe I can't do that. <laughs> but he would not take on people unless they were in that place because they weren't ready to change. Mm -hmm. It's almost like it was like, no, you're not ready yet. Yeah, you have to get to the point where it's just like the options are not there. Yeah, you, you, you have to change. Yeah, because it's not worth living and suffering in the same old, same old. You know, and the same thing, your body will tell you it's time to change. Mm -hmm. And it told me that it was time to change. And again, if you don't listen, then it starts breaking down. So again, there's, there's that kind of wisdom uh, to understanding your body is, is trying to love you by, by expressing this disease. The other thing I so love about this work is that in... It's a two-hour journey, usually. I mean, sometimes it goes a little longer, sometimes a little shorter. But so much can be accomplished in such a short window of time. You had a very interesting discovery in your third session. Uh -huh. Is that something you'd like to share? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's really interesting. I've never saw this before. This last session, you took me into a place where I was in utero. Or you didn't take me there. I went there. You guided me. I went there. Right. So... And then that experience of being in utero, I realized that I actually had a twin. 
And I never had thought, knew that before. You know, I'm trained in breath work or rebirthing and had visited uh, my birth process many, many times. But I never saw that I had a twin. And I immediately burst into tears and made sense to me that I had been looking for her. And it was a woman. It was a female my entire life. And call it the the feminine aspect of the divine, perhaps, or an actual twin or a twin flame. It's eluded me. It was good to come to that knowing that even though the physical wasn't there, the spirit was still there. And I was able to have the conversation with this aspect of the divine feminine or my twin flame that is half me or something and just come to peace with that. It's like, oh, you know, I don't have to look any further. I can be in communion with that feminine energy and not long for it so much, what takes a lot of the, the sort of the trauma. It's like when trauma happened, it's an attractor beam for pain. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can say. Yeah. And I just, we kept bringing in people that wouldn't hang around. Yeah. Women that wouldn't hang around. And it was like, you know, we'd have a great time. And then they're off. It's like, well, what's that all about? And here I'm repeating the same pattern that I did in utero. And it's like my, uh, my feeling is healing. Yeah. That's really awesome. Yeah. I'm still chewing on that one. <laughs> Probably will be. For I, while, I think that'll know? be a few more uh, weeks anyway. Oh, absolutely. I had this song that I'd been writing for quite a while and I had finished it right before the session and it made perfect sense. Hmm. And it was like the line in the, the session that came to me that she was trying to tell me was that I am the eye of your open heart, you know, and it's like, oh, so that's you that's been in there. OK, I get it now. You know, so that was really cool. And again, I can look at that as the divine feminine aspect right. or it actually is my twin flame right. or the feminine aspect of my soul. All I know is that it's helping me just feel like I'm whole and grounded. No, that's I spent a long journey. That's the other thing I particularly love about this work is it's not me guiding it. It's me Googling your brain and your subconscious is basically bringing to forth what is the most healing for you. Yeah. And that's the true art of healing. And as far as I'm concerned, it's like, can I hold a space for you to find who you are? Mm-hmm. Agreed. And you do that great. Thank you. With this process, it's important to feel safe when you're working. When I was, I'm working with, with people that, and I can go to that depth because without that safety, there's no trust. Absolutely. And a lot of us have come through hellacious experiences when we come to come, come to this, Earth. Yeah. <laughs> or come to this dark night of the soul. I've had several, it seems like, but it's like, if there's no safety and trust there, then the work's not going to get to the depth that's, that it can get to. So, yeah, it's important. Fantastic. Yeah. Can you make a couple of comments about what it's like to listen to the customized recording that I make for you? How does that help intensify or solidify the work? Well, it's interesting because I, I play it at night. I put it on and without fail, I fall asleep. I mean, every single time, I think there's maybe twice that I haven't fallen completely asleep. And so it's very relaxing. It, it gets deep into the subconscious. And I think it really helps release the loose threads that are out of the consciousness, my consciousness. So it's very helpful. It's a good adjunct to the work itself. And it's been really helpful that way. Fantastic. I want to add a couple of things. Again, you've got 
decades of healing work. Sean's actually done fasting vision quests in Ireland. Now, uh, I did do one in Ireland, but not as a, a con- I did that with my two partners, uh-huh. but we did them here in Nashville, Tennessee and Asheville, North Carolina. We did 10 day encampments and, and we'd put people up on the hill for three days and three nights fasting. And we did a lot of deep interpersonal work with them and prepared them to be able to do that. And it's a lost art in our culture, you know, a time to get into nature and to be able to sit and literally shed layers so that you can get to the purpose of where, what you're marking, as we would say, what threshold are you crossing right at the moment? You know, it can be anything from like becoming a woman or a man, a marriage ending, a death in the family, a death of your job. It's just a way to clear and really meet the creator there and say, what's next? What am I supposed to be doing here on the planet? What's my purpose? What's the next leg of my journey? I'm choosing to let this go. Show me what's next. And you've also done wild dolphin retreats. In- that was my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> I grew up with Flipper back in the day, you know, and uh, dolphins have always been, you know, I would say kin to dolphins, love them. So I got hired to sing on a dolphin retreat in the big island of Hawaii and ended up creating my own retreats with my partner, Jan Salerno, who's an incredible dolphin whisperer. And we did that for many years. And there's something about the dolphins that they teach you and what we would call our group, we would call it the pod. And we would create pod consciousness for seven days with each other. Everybody knew where everybody was and how they were feeling. And we all sort of worked together as this team for a week. And that's what the dolphins teach us. They run in pods and some of them will lead and then they'll step back and So that's kind of what we did. We also did a lot of work with the whales and the manta rays out there and the angels of the sea. They're phenomenal beings, the cessations, and they have a lot to share with humanity. And I find it kind of interesting how we're in the midst of such turmoil on our planet and they end up shutting down the ability to swim with wild dolphins Mm. on the big island of Hawaii. Mm. So hopefully it won't last too long because I think that we have a gift to offer them and they have a gift to offer us. And it's been mutual for many, many years. And it's pure joy. I loved it. I miss it immensely. So, yeah. There's other places in the world you can do it, you know. But Hawaii, that was was something special. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, yeah, I missed that one. But, you know, you can see where it pops up next. Not going anywhere. So I'm so grateful for you to take the time to join me and talk about all of our adventures here. Uh, You can find Sean at SeanGalloway.com. That's Galloway, G-A-L-L-A, W-A-Y. Dot com. And Sean is S-H-A-W-N. Yeah. In closing, if there was one takeaway that you got from the work that we did together that really has been indispensable, what would that be? Probably... For me, the foundation is the heart, and that's what I do. And it was a great reminder and a, and, and a great expansion of the heart. For me, the last couple of years, everything I've done has sort of stopped. And it's like to be able to access the next level of awareness and you know coherence in my own heart for my own self and for 
what I'm here to share with people. The universal heart painting and all that work is setting me up to, to take my next adventure. So I, that's what I would say. We kind of kind of wash off the old stuff yeah. and, and prepare for the new. And what does the enlightened heart have for me? You know? Thank you. I'd say that is pretty much the signature of the work and you did a great job of describing oh, it. Oh, cool. Because uh, yeah. basically it feels like people are coming, they want to identify crack open and disregard that which is not serving the heart anymore and just really serve and expand and light up that energy that yeah. is the next step. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, if you like this video, please punch the like button, um, check out Sean's work. Oh, and by the way, this painting behind me is uh, part of the Happy People Collection. Sean painted that actually after our first session and I totally love it. It completely lights up the whole room. And you can get your happy people too. You can get your customized happy people <laughs> right at SeanGalloway.com. I love bringing happiness into homes. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, see ya. I can see laughter, or I can see tears. I see a choice, love or fear. What do you choose? I can see peace, or I can see war. I can see sunshine Or I can see a storm What do you choose?